right, Dylan Gonzalez from the Diary of Doom. Thanks for joining me from the best of 21 kind of wrap-up episode that we're doing. Um, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of music that we enjoyed from the year and and more. So thanks for joining me, man. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be on the uh, in the co-host or the guest seat, rather. Uh, yeah. For, for once. I'm so used to piloting the ship. It's kind of nice to just kick back and be a contributor. Not that I, I not that I didn't, you know, not think about this long and hard throughout the year. Yeah. It's, it is kind of after a while you go, man, I'm always the one asking the questions. Like if anyone wants to ask me to be on a podcast, <laughs> go for it, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, why? I, I, we, we need we need more we need more metal podcasts so I can go on yeah. them because that's what podcasters do they just they just go on each other's podcasts and talk about the same stuff that they talk about on their podcast right so you just hit a hundred episodes right was it a hundred yeah uh hundred episodes this year um and I mean by the time this episode comes out uh, uh there will have been a hundred and the last episode of the year was 111 and we're moving into uh, we'll be kicking off with episode 112. Um, I'm not going to say anything about it right now just because of, you know, the timing and whatnot, but yeah, it, pretty cool. You know, it's been a really fun ride. Uh, I, I never expected to be operating this thing through <laughs> a global pandemic and just talking to people around the world and like getting there their perspectives on that, you know, it, it was kind of strange because it just became this, this weird recurring topic because, you know, at the end of the day, it is a podcast about music and every single musician was affected by, uh, by the pandemic. So, you know, you're just like, what are you doing? Like, Oh, well, you know, we're, we're here in Europe and right now it's not too bad, but you know, we can't fucking do anything either or whatever. So yeah, it was, it's a very, it's weird to think of it as like uh, a kind of a timestamp and that just two years worth of it. The bulk of the show will be during a very odd period in our history on this planet. So strange. Um, but other than that, you know, it's been cool. <laughs> I just started slightly fuzzed and and actually I didn't I didn't start slightly fuzzed with any idea of having a podcast. It, it really started on Instagram, but mm-hmm. that was this year. It was it was in like April, end of April or something like that. So when did you start Diary of Doom? Was it like a weekly thing or did it kind of grow into a more weekly thing? Did you start pre-pandemic? Yes, I started in November of 2019. Uh, and it was, uh, like I had done, uh, other podcasts before and I've, I've been doing a long running one with some friends since like 2015. And it's just like a shooting the shit podcast, you know, it's called Jim's BBQ pod. Um, it's really like goofy and it's just a way for us to like basically keep up because we don't live close to each other. And, uh, yeah, that's been a fucking ride, but uh, like when I started it on my own, you know, I, I didn't want to like overwhelm myself with anything. You know, you're one person doing everything. You're recording the episodes. You're, you know, you're finding, booking. you're yeah. booking the guests. You're doing the re yeah, the outreach. 
Uh, you're getting artwork done for your thing. You're setting up a website. You're learning how to use a camera at concerts yeah. to try to, you know, kind of build your presence. <clears throat> you're figuring out your your voice, you know, and your methods. And um, it started out biweekly and with the intention of eventually going, you know, to weekly format. And eventually uh, there was a period where it was twice a week because I just had such a backlog of episodes because we, because it was in like, in it was around April of 2020. And I'm like, well, shit, fucking no one's doing anything. I just have, we all had all the time in the world. So there was a lot of episodes coming out. Um, So that kind of like made up for the time. But yeah, I didn't start it, you know, with any anticipation of being like, wow, fucking me and uh, everybody else is launching their podcast during this time too. So, right. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, but yeah, it's still been like a really cool experience and um, you know, maybe because of the circumstances, because people were touring, it was a more of an opportunity to like, they had, you had more of an opportunity to, to like talk to these people and, and, and everything, which is, you know, obviously it sucks that they're not on tour, but it's like cool because I feel like most of the time you're doing these things like at a concert, you know, in the, you know, if you're lucky enough in like the green room or you're right. doing it at like a bar somewhere in town that you can like meet up or you're doing it like quickly, like, quick, we got to do it like in the park, you know, like 20 minutes max or whatever. Um, yeah. But now, you know, because of, something like, you know, StreamYard or whatever, it's very easy to get in touch with folks. I've seen some big, big names do some small, small podcasts yeah. in, the last, in the last couple of years, which is just wild. I mean, it's really cool. And it's just like, it's almost awkward sometimes to see like this person that's on like episode six and doesn't know what they're doing. Talk to like, you know, some guy in Macedon or something. And you're like, this is wild just because the technology is there and they have the time and, you know, all these other different circumstances, but it's been really interesting the last couple of years and watching podcasts with the, with the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. When I started, when I started the podcast, I I told my girlfriend, I'm like, I'm going to do like one a month. I'm going to like script a little bit of it, like write some bits. I'm going to like, make sure we have some funny things to talk about. I'm going to make some graphics to like kind of put up during the middle of it. And I'm just going to put like a lot of time into the research and good questions and have a little game. I'm going to do all this stuff one per month. And like right from the get go, it was like obvious that musicians, these bands, these artists, like they just want to be on podcasts. They they just want to like get their stuff out there. They want to talk about oh, their yeah, music. And they want to like about it. have a new avenue for, you know, some promotional, you know, opportunity. And, and I was like, well, fuck, I'm going to be turning so many people away and I'm going to have, like you said, like such a backlog of like, even just like possible guests that that went out the window immediately. I never, I never did one a month. It was always one a week. And even it was, it's, it's way too much half the time. I'm like, it's, it's a struggle to like keep up, but there's no shortage. There's still people like, I have like a waiting list, you know, I'm like always talking to people being like, God, should I do two a week? No, that's fucking nuts. I can't do two a week. <laughs> No, I, I don't, I don't, I, th- I think like, you know, and I don't know like what your employment status is, you know, I'm currently unemployed. So I've had a lot more time on my hands. You know, I still have a full-time time. job. So yeah, exactly. So like, I also had a full-time job and I was yeah. working on it um, at the same it's time. Fun. And like, you know, there were days where I'm just like, fucking hell, I just do not feel like fucking doing this, but I yeah. still did it. And yeah. I don't, and I'm, and I'm always glad that I do. <laughs> and sometimes it's the thing I need to like kind of pull myself out of like 
the muckety muck of, you know, real life or whatever. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I think, I think like once you kind of get it out there that, you know, you're this, you know, you're a platform and you're putting out something consistent and you're enthusiastic about things and you kind of, you know, you try to like not do like the same old, like kind of interview sort of like platform uh, thing for your, the artist. I think people sort of like recognize that. And, you know, sometimes like, I, I don't know if everybody's always like necessarily like prepared for like the casualness of it, you know? And like, sometimes you throw out like a weird question and they're like, huh, wasn't <laughs> really prepared to think about that right now. And, yeah. you know, it's just like, I thought, you know, uh, this, I thought it was funny, you know, it's probably stupid, but it's, but it's funny. And then, you know, you wind up having a pretty good conversation or sometimes people just want to talk, you know, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, that's what these things are for is listening to a conversation. So, and uh, that's, it's, it's a great time to just like learn what makes them tick and whatnot. And I don't know, like if, if shit gets better and we get back to a point where touring is like happening again and, you know, artists don't have as much time to do stuff on the road. I still feel like this is something that could be like, they could still do this on the road. You know, they could do it if they were like driving to a gig or they're like, Oh, we got a day off. We can like do it, whatever. You know, I think it's just, I think they also realize, Oh, I don't have to like do an interview from like the back of my fucking uncomfortable smelly ass van. I'm like sitting here on the couch, drinking a beer with my dog and you know, pets are always welcome on my show as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Don't have any of yeah. my own, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely interesting. And with technology the way it is, I mean, it's just going to get easier and easier. And mm-hmm. obviously I think a lot of people that started podcasts like five years ago or, or even more, you know, were like, well, I got to go where they're at. Cause I need a good camera, a, new, a good microphone. I got to be next to them because the vibe is different, which is true. I mean, when you're sitting next to a person, the vibe is a little different than talking through a computer. You kind of feel like you're talking to yourself in a room. Um, just talking at a computer, but the way technology is and the people are getting more and more and more used to using, you know, zoom and Skype and all this kind of shit. Like it's pretty cool that, that uh, someone like me in my house can have access to all my favorite musicians. So it's been interesting. Yeah. Plus like, you know, I'm not trying to like dig on analog or, or versus digital, but like, you know, let's just say I've talked to a bunch of of dudes uh, <laughs> over the years where I'm sure they're used to a more analog setup and they're like, well, how does this work? It's probably the most technology that they've <laughs> probably fucking dealt with. Just like True. pressing a link and being like, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been, yeah. it's been fun. Um, you know, at least, at least for that. Well, I'm sure that there'll be much more conversation about your podcast and everything in the next hour, but let's jump into kind of our top 20. I I contributed 10 and you contributed 10. Mm-hmm. And just to give everyone kind of like the overview of what we kind of thought going into this, <clears throat> it's not a ranked list. It's kind of just like 10 albums that I thought we should talk about and people should hear. And there's 10 that you contributed kind of with the same idea. I think uh, you took 10 from different genres uh, a lot. There's a lot of different styles in your list, even more than on mine. Um, but this is just kind of 20 albums that came out in the last year that people should know and in no particular order. And they're actually mixed up. It's, it goes back and forth between the two of us. So, um, 
I guess I should mention that we I do have a, a Spotify list um, that I'll post a link for with all this music that we talk about on this episode. Um, we'll be on there in some form. So the first one, if you want to jump right in, the first one is from your list. It's uh, Hooded Menace. Yeah. Um, so uh, this was off. Uh, I just actually just a general shout out to 20 Bucks Spin because that fucking label just has so many great bands. Uh, so many fucking fantastic releases have been coming out from them. I mean, like Paul Bearer's on there, Spirit Adrift. Okay. Such good yeah, shit. Right. Um, but yeah, I, a lot of really good Death Doom, uh, more like long form uh, doom metal came out this year. And, uh, you know, Hooded Menace has been around for a while. Um, and they were a band that I was not really familiar with. Um, so I saw this start go around, you know, I trust 20 buck spin and, uh, I did check out their, uh, some of their older stuff and it definitely leans very strong in the, um, death doom department. I mean, it's like fucking heavy and slow, yeah. like it's just thunderous. Um, this was real, like real growly. You know, like a bit more thrashing is a good is a good word. Thunderous is a good word to describe it. Yeah, yeah. But when the but this this album, the Tritonus Bell, I mean, has a bit more of that, like uh, a little bit more of a groove to it, and not like super groove, but it has more of like the like a that that thrash sound that's like pretty popular right now. You know, definitely like that heavy power trip kind of vibe, but without it doesn't like veer off into thrash. So it's just like, it's a really kind of gorgeous evolution of the genre. And it's got a fucking rad album cover. And I mean, I don't know. It's called the Tritonus bell. Like that's just, it's so goddamn metal. (laughs) Yeah. This, this album cover could have come out like any time in the last 50 years. And I would have believed you immediately. (laughs) Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Um, and uh, if there was, uh, there's a, a couple others that, you know, um, that if you, if you enjoyed this, I would also recommend uh, this band. It's called Voth. Um, the, it's an unreadable low, like text is the, the, the like presented name, but I guess it's Voth. I don't know. That, uh, look it up on Bandcamp. The album is called Ruins of Gubla. It's like really weird death doom. Uh, also from 20 bucks spin, I think was Worm, Foreverglade, and uh, Aramit, uh, which is a German death doom band. And their album is called Bear of Many Names. Right on. So, passing the puck to you. All right. All right. So Kellel, Dark Majesty. Um, I do know this band. Yeah. They've, they've been around for a minute. They have been around for a little while and they put out really great records and I think that this was not only one of my favorite of the year, I think it's probably my favorite from them even. Um, They just have kind of this cool like cross between desert and space rock. I mean, it's real like spacey stuff and um, it's kind of got just that like fuzz groove to it. That's it's catchy. They know how to write really catchy, like fun songs. It's not, it's, it's, it might be the opposite of, uh, of hooded menace. It's like, Oh yeah, it's very totally. it's kind of upbeat in its uh, approach. It's it's fun. It's fun metal, you know. Like there's nothing really that dark about it. Their message, they have some dark songs. The album's called Dark Majesty, but it's a very like in a very fun package, and it's uh, presented in a very like you know catchy spirit. 
And um, they have a couple of singles on this one that I just like really, really liked. Uh, Spiral was one of them that came out first. And it's just a great record. It's uh, it's a lot of fun to listen to. So they were on the podcast, too. Um, they were one of those bands that I didn't think I would ever <laughs> be able to get on the podcast. And they, they said yes when the, after this came out. So it was rad talking to them about it a little bit. And uh, Are they like super Nordic? Um, they, they are from around that area, but, uh, you know, w- when we talked about it, they kind of like just do their own thing. I mean, I know that like fuzz and stoner is getting bigger and bigger over there, but they're like, some people are doing black metal and, you know, we didn't want to. So we did this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is what we decided <laughs> to go with. <laughs> like, we don't want to just be true black metal. We want to be true metal. They're very down to earth. They're they're not like you know like long hair and uh, you know corpse oh, okay <laughs> like that. But they're uh, real like normal dudes. So anyway, it, that's definitely one of my favorite records this year. It's uh, it's a good listen. So low flying hawks. This yes. one was an interesting one. Um, Dale Crover. He has something to do with this. Is that right? Yeah, so Low Flying Hawks is this, um, <clears throat> it's sort of like a collaborative project in a way, but, you know, it's still a band. Uh, and it's done by these two dudes based out of uh, Mexico City. And they were just like really, I mean, they've been musicians for a long time, um, but they were just really big fans of the Melvins and like Mr. Bungle. And they just reached out to you know, they and they got in touch like basically with Dale Crover and um uh the dude from Mr. Bungle whose name I'm uh Trevor Dunn and they're like, Yeah, do you want to do this? And they're like, Yeah, fuck it, let's let's do this. And they did like all like a trilogy of albums, and this was the conclusion to their trilogy. It's called Fuyu. And um I I don't really know what to like exactly classify this. It's not really like I don't know. It's not like doom. Like you, you can hear it obviously, but it's a, it's a lot bigger. It's a lot of layers. Um, it's very dreamy. Of, kind of like yeah. Dreamy very, and atmospheric yeah, and... yeah. Very dreamy. I call it like vital music. You know, it's like, you want to put this on and it's probably going to like take you to kind of a different place. And it's equal parts, like um, sort of like very delicate and beautiful, but also like just really fucking heavy and dark and a lot of cool sounds and, uh it's kind of like is this, people, uh, is this what people consider like doom gaze because I, I still don't really know what I that term means necessarily yeah but... i guess you know okay. i mean these dudes just like love all kinds of fucking like heavy ass music and like weird shit like we were talking like they were talking about how much they love the band low um which is like a pretty cool band that i i liked that record from this year too but again that's really weird stuff um so this is sort of like really weird music translation into more sort of like i guess like i don't know it's just translated into like weird experimental metal i guess it's more of like experimental metal if anything i don't know doom gaze just (laughs) more fucking brands and 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 fucking nomenclature for metal and like all the bands that start out the things are just like what oh is that what we are and then there's like 50 bands that sound like that and it's just like we're a doom gaze band the fans seem to care way more about the uh, the classifications than the bands ever do. So yeah, it's always been like that. So whenever someone starts saying things like something core and this core and that core, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what that means. It's either it's either <laughs> it's like funny. heavy, 
it's metal or it's heavy metal or it's stoner metal. That's about that's about as deep as I get. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's see what next here. The Age of Truth, Resolute. I think I missed this one. Did this this was this like an end of the year one? No, not really. They they were this came out. Let's see. Um, <laughs> it came out like. 24 weeks ago or something because they were like episode two on my podcast so um yeah a little while ago but i had heard the album before this like earlier this year uh came out a couple years ago i think and i was like this is pretty cool you know it's got like kind of a clutch vibe to it or like mm-hmm. kind of got like little things uh, of like down in there somewhere and and then i i reached out to him i was like hey i like this album it's cool and like well we have another one coming up like you know in a, in a month or something and like they just they upped everything on this album it's it's fun heavy again it's like a, it's not really like a super dark record but there's so many different <laughs> it things it looks going like on. it looks like it's going to be super dark it's it but it's well rounded i mean there's some darker stuff there's it great lyrics and stuff on it but there's kind of like a zeppelin like instrumental part to it and then there's like these long intricate songs and there's just absolute bangers on it too i mean they still kind of have that like clutch sound sometimes but they really like kind of came into their own mm-hmm. and they have just kind of this heavy rock sound and it's just it's uh again i, I don't want to keep saying the same thing i guess but it's fun i don't know it's like it's heavy in a heavy fun way i don't know it's uh it's cool so well, I this think, was definitely I, one of I my mean- favorites there's, a, a, I mean, in the times that we're living in, there's nothing wrong with like slipping into like, I just need this, this kind of vibe to get me through the day. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, God, this really just does look like a Netflix TV show. Like, it's yeah. such like a, it's just it so like crisp and like ominous, you know, or yeah. it's either that or a fucking Cult of Luna album cover. It just feels like, <laughs> it's just so like, not like, like if I look like when I look at like Kal El, I'm like right on, you know, spit fucking like you know, Stoner. the yeah. tunes on. You're cruising through space in your, uh, yeah. in your old fucking vintage car, whatever. Like fucking sexy space girl. And then this, I'm like, I imagine, you know, this is like kind, it's kind of like a similar vibe. And it's just like, oh wow, this is like not spooky at all. <laughs> it's very, yeah. very funny. It- it's just, um, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it, I guess. But it's just like, it, you don't have to think too hard about it, you know? Right. It's just they're bangers. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I just really liked it. It's just hard, heavy rock. And they have some really epic songs on there, though. Songs you kind of want to, like, step into and walk around in for a week. And then they just have mm-hmm. the ones that you're just like, fuck yeah, heavy, you know? like, And they, they just kind of do all of it really well, mm-hmm. so... It's cool. All right. Kind of keeping with the like vital, the vital doom or whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, sort of <clears throat> sound here. Uh, this one going out to my boys in uh, Somnuri, local boys uh, in New York here. And uh, Justin uh, was uh, on an episode and it was great just to like actually it was was fun to actually like go uh get drunk with somebody uh and do a podcast outside of the bar uh that was pretty cool that was a fun thing i was able to do they're on uh blues funeral right yes as are uh, as are uh low flying hawks i believe this uh, also on there 
But yeah, Sumnuri put out the fucking banger record, man. The Fairious Wave. Uh, this was, this was one of my favorite ones that you that you put on this list. Um, uh, I yeah, I hadn't heard it until you mentioned it. I had heard of them, and I knew that they were on Blue's funeral, just kind of from our conversation with him. And but it, it was definitely one of my favorite on the list. It's uh, it's it's heavy and it's intense, and they they still have some parts where there's like kind of this singing in the background. It's like. It's accessible, but also just very like intense too. Yeah, it it um I kind of kept finding myself really getting like earlier Mastodon vibes from it, where it was equal parts again heavy and and technical, but also just the parts where they pull back and they let the song kind of breathe, and then they just fucking go right back into it. And uh, I I mean I liked it a lot more than the new Mastodon record, um, which Justin was a big fan of. But, you know, again, obviously all opinions here are subjective. Um, but I did think that this was a fucking fantastic record. And uh, they deserve all the praise they've gotten for it. I mean, they've gotten a lot of good, um, lot of good word about it. And uh, I think it fucking kicks ass. And I'm, I'm very happy to have had Justin on the show. And I'm very happy to support, be able to be a local supporter of, uh, of a kick-ass local band here. I mean, yeah. there's a ton of them were, here. I didn't know they were uh, East Coast band, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've, they is- got to play some really kick-ass shows before everything kind of shut down again. Like, they got to play with, um, uh, well, they did a record release show, and they had a great opening bill. They got to open up for Chemis um, recently, which was really cool. Rad. Who was your first guest on the Diary of Doom? How did you start off? Was it? solo or with friends or did you have a real like awesome guest figured out no uh the the really the the intention was to not interview as many bands it was more to talk to people in the scene so like you know it would be like people like yourself um or just fans you know i just found that i was able to like talk with people and like have really good conversations and uh you know talk about the music but you know talk about other things um and just keep it like you know moving and interesting so i wanted to talk to like merchandisers and venue operators and label runners and artists like visual artists um you know journalists people like that and then you know very quickly again as soon as you kind of have some bit of a platform you know uh inevitably you're going to wind up talking to bands. Um, and I try to just still pivot so that we talk about like fandom and like, you know, the intricacies of that. Uh, but my first guest was a friend of mine. His name is August West and he's been on the podcast a ton. He's just a hardcore fan and he knows a lot about uh, doom and stoner and sludge and all those kinds of uh, bands. And uh, I think he's pretty funny too. <laughs> so it's funny um, you, you started off with that with that kind of like idea in mind because because I, I did too and i i don't even know that i knew of you necessarily when i first first started i'm not really sure when when i first noticed your podcast but um i was like you know everyone interviews bands and their interviews i'm gonna do something different i'm gonna like have the artists that make the posters and artwork on and i'm gonna have like the guys from the record label i'm gonna have you know, I'm gonna have fan- I'm gonna have my friends on because they're fans, and I'm gonna have mm-hmm. random people that worked in the industry and you know carried you know equipment to the stage, and I'm gonna have yeah, you know, bartenders, gonna have roadies, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I just thought that was like, it was really going to be cool. And, and like you said, like it just kind of eventually just kind of grow into these bands, but also like, then I, I remember talking to you a long time ago now about Jason from wake brewing. Cause I thought that was a genius idea. I'm like, wake brewing is like a metal brewery. Plus they're kind of from like where I'm from. Right. So exactly. No one, no one probably ever asked them to be on a podcast unless, unless it's like a beer podcast. And little did I know you like had just had him on. <laughs> so I know. We, definitely, we were definitely I, I on a similar I, I wavelength, I think, when we were I couldn't when help we but laugh. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, man, did I like, did I get, did I just like clue into something here? And then it was just sort of like weird timing, you know? Yeah. Uh, Jason's yeah. awesome. It's one of my favorite. Jason episodes. is great. And, and, and wait, have you been to Wake? I don't I think I, maybe I asked you that before, but. I have not been to Wake. I mean, I've been out that way because I've been out to Dark Lord Day a few times. Yeah. Um, okay. And I remember one time I was going back out there and I was like, oh, I really want to go here. But then I was I was like two. It's like two hours outside of uh, the city where we would be staying in Chicago. At least. Yeah. If not. Yeah. Longer, yeah. But I think I think at some point I'll be getting back out there. I mean, you know, again, things have to kind of start being normal normal again before that happens so but i mean at some point i'd like to to get out there and visit so just gotta see what happens but yeah that's like that's like bucket list for me you know so we were kind of talking about that uh some friends and i were talking about maybe going back to dark lord day but not spending as much time excuse me as we normally would in chicago because we've just been there so many times now yeah well, there's nothing really in the Quad Cities to see. I mean, you know, they do they have some venues and stuff, but there's no like real scene out there. It's not much oh, of yeah. a tourist attraction or anything. But and Wake is a small place too. It's a very small little place. But if they're having like a show there, if they're having a concert, or something, you know, it's definitely worth checking out. I saw yeah, some that, Bongo and be, yeah. Black Tuck there and stuff over the summer. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. I remember they had a pretty sick lineup uh, for shit i like don't remember when it was but there was this really fucking cool lineup i think like yob and maybe like Bezelbong or bon- one of the bong bands played it was like a really sick lineup and then yeah. like the day of it there was like a tornado or like some kind of like severe like storm because you know it's right on the water and they're just like well entire thing was canceled oh shit <laughs> and i was like oh that sucks <laughs> yeah I felt bad for that. Right. But yeah, dude, um, got to get out there. It would definitely just be like a spend a day out there and go back. Sure. That's what I'm drinking right now, actually. Come to think of it, the Hand of Doom. That's what I'm drinking. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've only had one of their beers, which is the Bonzilla beer, Jason. Oh, okay. Shout outs to Jason. He hooked me up for that. I, and I appreciated that. So now nice. I'm, uh, I'm keeping it alcohol free tonight because tomorrow is... New Year's Eve and uh, fuck it. <laughs> that, that's going to be the, it's probably going to be the, the, the attitude later on in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're doing anything for New Year's Eve. I got two kids and uh, New Year's Eve is, is hard to go out. <laughs> There's just too many people. Yeah. Especially right now. You want to get a drink. So I'm probably not going to do a whole lot. But... <laughs> no, nah, it's just hang out here, watch movies, eat food, get drunk. Called I'm going to eat a lot of food and I'll, probably get a little drunk <laughs> all right yes. the monolord monolord album. your time to shine man i this album surprised the shit out of me because I, as much as i i knew monolord and i you know have a lot of respect for them and they're big big in heavy music right now 
I was never like an like a huge fan. I, I was just like, oh yeah, you know, they do their thing. It's not exactly my thing, but they're they're cool. And this album just was fucking awesome to me. I think it, I think it was a little bit more accessible. Like I think they they tried a little bit differently on this. They they changed up their sound just a tad on this album, and it was in the right direction for me. I think maybe some of their longtime fans <laughs> were maybe not super impressed with the little changes, but. For me, I was like, this fucking album is great. And I don't, I'm honestly, I've never said that about a Monolord album. I just thought they were fine, <laughs> but I fucking loved this. Uh, I definitely dig them. Uh, they are great live. They have really good energy. Uh, I love Empress Rising. That album rules. Um, actually, I like the one from last year too. I thought it was pretty good. And then this one, uh, I felt like they were definitely... Uh, yeah, like you said, definitely moving in another, uh, a little bit of a different direction. I mean, I kind of, I'm very partial to that first record. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I can appreciate them definitely wanting to like change up their sound and whatnot. And it's, you know, the riffs are obviously still there. Uh, it's definitely like, it sounded like they were definitely listening to some more trad metal, like traditional metal in this. The, it, there's definitely some more like galloping stuff that seemed to yeah. be going on. But it's still like distorted and fuzzed out and shit. So, yeah, I it's it's so interesting to me because I just I don't know their fans super well, and I I, I didn't get into their first record or anything like that. I'm I'm pretty new to Monolord just in general. So you know, working backwards, I think always gives you like a different perspective. So mm-hmm. the lot, like I said, exactly like the long term fans, I think were like I don't I'm not super into this new thing that you're doing. And for me, this is kind of like the first record I really like dove into. And I just thought it was fucking great. You know, I just thought it was more interesting. I just thought it was more interesting than some of their, their other stuff that would just kind of seemed, I don't know, monotonous or just, you know, too sort of slow and low. Yeah. Too slow and low for me. And, and Mm -hmm. this one just had some different interesting things going on. And I thought it was fucking fantastic. I don't know. I hear that. Yeah. They're, they're coming to Chicago in a few months too. I'm, I don't know, but I, it's hard for me to get, like I said, I have kids. It's hard for me to get up to Chicago. It's still another two mm-hmm. hours from even where I live, but I might have to do it. I kind of want to see them on this tour. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Depends on how things are proceeding. So, yeah, I don't know, but fucking great record. And they, uh, they definitely surprised me with it. So, right on. Green Lung, Black Harvest. Yeah, I mean, inevitably there was going to be like uh, some albums uh, on here that I think, uh, you know, a lot of other people were going to be talking about. And, you know, Green Lung put out an album last year and it was really good. Um, But this uh, album just fucking like blew me away. Like I was like, God damn, this is like, just it's it's super dynamic the fucking songs have so much goddamn energy they're singing about like cult shit and uh and, and everything just it and it moves along at a, like a really like fucking good pace and there's just enough of that like old school you know vintage rock and roll psychedelic sound in there and it's also just like fucking heavy and there's an organ and I don't know, like it just it feels very UK to me. And 
I, I love it. Like, I love the vibe. You know, I love that it's, it's got all of the like, uh, elements of that sort of, you know, witch finder general type band. And I think it just does it so perfectly. And it just like kind of elevates it to that next level. Like this band is this band fucking rules. They have great artwork uh, I love all their like weird sort of like notchy drawing like things they have and like all they they talk about the books they use for like all the folklore and and all the occult stuff that they write about it, it, just like a really fucking cool vibe of a band like I yeah. am uh, and they're gonna hopefully they'll be playing at Desert Fest in New York next year and I think that they're I think they're probably like the band that people want to see that was like People got this fucking record got people fucking lit up and like I totally am one of those fans. I, that, I that's so it. crazy to me because I when I first started like the slightly fuzz playlist on Spotify, this was before this album came out, and I had a couple Green Lung songs on there. I I liked mm-hmm. them. I thought they were great, and they yeah, like you said, they're they're fuzzy but kind of like this occulty thing, and I, it was cool. But they weren't I, they didn't like stand out to me as anything spectacular. They were just a, a good band that i wanted to have on that list and this came out and i was like all right they continued with that same awesome shit i love it what i was not expecting was to to hear like every fucking year end list shout this album out is like top five top ten you know it was i mean everywhere everyone felt that way loved it and i liked it i liked it a lot but i don't know it wasn't in my top ten it was close i remember telling you like it's an honorable mention for sure but I thought it was just I don't I don't I don't know it didn't blow me away I just thought it was good it was good it's definitely good <laughs> I definitely feel like it was um, a record that people would be like hey if you want to listen to uh, you know occult rock music like modern day or like do metal this is like a good entry you know kind of like a yeah. good gateway because it's it it just sort of like hybridizes everything really well it's so, definitely yeah. it's definitely accessible I mean there's some there's some jams on there there's there they have catchy songs they have great they have great songs i just it i don't know it didn't it didn't hit me the same way as it did a lot of other people i've seen a lot of people love this album and like i said i I really like it but i don't i don't know (laughs) that's all cool (laughs) high desert queen secrets of the black moon have you heard this one? I think I did listen to it because um, I was uh, I I saw them because I, I think they played at Psycho Las Vegas and uh, it, I don't know they looked like they were having a good time so I checked them out. Um, this is another one of those albums to me. This is their this is their debut album. Um, oh, but it's Texas. one of those albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was just one of those things that was like. It's heavy and fuzzy, and and they write songs. I mean, they they just write songs I want to listen to. They write songs that aren't you know just super angry or depressing to me, and they just they they bring that like sound that that I always look for in like stoner metal. They're kind of like the next wave of stoner metal or something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They uh they just write good, fun to listen to, heavy songs. Good fucking and, fuzz. 
yeah, good fucking fuzz is exactly it. And and I, that's a lot of what I, you know, looked for. And that's a lot of what's on my list, honestly, mm-hmm. is like just that like that sound, you know. So it was just one of those records. And for for being, you know, their debut, it's on Ripple, you know, and it was one of the bands that Blasco uh, found and put on Ripple. And I, I think he kind of whipped them into shape and they uh, they figured out kind of what they want to do. And they they did it well. They have a great music video for uh Mountain versus the Quake was their first single, and it's uh, it's real fun. It, it kind of reminds me of like a Red Fang video, mm-hmm. just goofy and fun. And uh, I they have other stuff planned for twenty two. They're gonna put out like an acoustic thing, and they're gonna put out a second album, I, I believe, or at least they're they're writing it. Um, just one of those things that I'm excited to hear what they're gonna do next because for a debut like this one, it, it checked a lot of boxes for me as far as like the fuzzy shit that I'm into. So. There was another band um, that kind of uh, I'm trying to remember. They had like they had a similar vibe. Uh, I think they played a fucking Psycho Las Vegas too. Um, hang on, I'm gonna look at this real quick. Oh, Las Vegas, not not twenty twenty nine twenty one. Death Chant. Death Chant, yeah. Did, did you listen to Death Chant? I did, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good too. I mean, they uh-huh. it didn't wind up like making it my final, but I I definitely dug that band. I they're yep. they're a band worth definitely worth checking out. For sure, yeah, and and I saw a lot of hype around that album too. A lot of people talked about it, and that's that's actually what drove me to to check it out because mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't really know about them until I saw a lot of people posting about it, and it uh, it was good. Morgul Blade, yeah. So uh, Morgul Blade, very much uh, trad doom, trad metal. Um, you know the Lord of the Rings name uh, imagery right there. Morgul Blade. Uh, what the the Nazgul carry and um you know when I was uh like getting into heavy metal uh or sort of like deeper into heavy metal in college I remember a lot of the like trad metal bands I had a really hard time kind of with because I just was like I'm just gonna listen to Iron Maiden you know I'm just gonna listen to Dio if I'm going to listen to this kind of music uh so I feel like there was a wave in the two like the in the the late you know the the 2010s that i don't know maybe it just wasn't that great because i really like this style of uh music now um and these guys fucking just do a great job with it like it's so like goofy and silly and there's just enough like black metal thrown in there to kind of like change up the sound it's got fucking awesome artwork uh yeah, yeah this is just like really fucking great like if you were to say like i would like to listen to a metal band and not like you know what people not your mother's metal band or whatever like a yeah. metal band it would this is like something i'd be like check this out because yeah. everything about this is like basically what you should expect from just thinking of what about what heavy metal is this this album definitely brought me back to kind of like college because I grew up in a small town that we didn't, I don't know. We just didn't have like any scene. We didn't know other music existed. We listened to like Megadeth and Metallica and that was, that was about it, you know? Yeah. But 
that was enough where I was like, I'm a metalhead, you know? So mm-hmm. then I went to college and people were like, oh, so what are you into? And I'm like, what do you mean? There's there's like two bands, you know? So <laughs> then they start showing me other shit. And it was like, it was stuff like this. It, it felt like it was stuff that was like, had kind of like this like folky, like pagany yes. metal influence to it. And uh, and it, it was so much heavier, especially like vocally than like like Metallica or something. They had kind of like that death metal, like, scream to it Mm -hmm. but also like that real like traditional metal music in the background and and i just thought that's that's what that's all there is that's that's heavier music if i'm not gonna listen to megadeth anymore like that's that's it that's what's out there so i was really into it for a couple years until i kind of started to get more out of it again but um yeah it brought me back to college for sure it's definitely got that all those elements to it yeah and then um you know i'm gonna just like uh, um squash together these two lists because I, I forgot to do it before like just some other stuff that came out that was like so, kind of in the vein of like low flying hawks and somnuri uh dune etzaman anka if you need your fucking like act like dune metal like look no further album <laughs> kicks ass uh king woman celestial blues fucking amazing uh you know just fuzzy and uh Chris is an amazing singer and uh, dream unending, which is like dream doom, I guess is what they're calling it or doom gaze as we were discussing yeah. <laughs> earlier. Um, yeah. But this album kicks ass has some amazing soaring guitar solos in it. Uh, and then uh, the new Hawkwind album. I don't know if you knew Hawkwind put out an album, but I don't think fucking, I did. It fucking kicks ass. It's so yeah. good. Uh, Dr. Colossus is an Australian band and they're a Simpsons themed uh, like stoner rock band and they put out an album called and I am going to read all of it Uh, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt and my butt smells and I like to kiss my own butt yes I almost put that on my on my top 10 almost it was it was definitely an honorable mention I love it's a great record uh and it's it's definitely kind of a gimmick but their music is fucking they're all really like they're stupid talented yeah yeah. um delving uh hirschbrunnen which is uh nick from elders side project that he's doing because he lives in germany and he likes weird kraut rock uh tower local uh new york band uh trad metal band shock to the system fucking kicks ass uh conclave uh my homies in conclave from massachusetts donna days uh, the Ossuary, they're an Italian, I believe they're an Italian band. I discussed them a very early episode of Diary of Doom. Um, but this has more of, again, like a trad metal vibe to it. And uh, it's got kind of that spooky vibe. I really dug it. And uh, Quicksand, because uh, Walter Schreifels is fucking awesome. And the new Quicksand record has more of that like fuzz rock vibe to it than right some on. of their other stuff. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of other, there's a whole mess of shit that you can listen to if you like fuzz. People are going to have to take notes. Actually, I, you might as well just add all this shit to that playlist. I'll make it uh, collaborative and you can just add all this shit in there. Yeah, well, yeah. Or you can listen to mine. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> all right. Cadabra. Ultra. Cadabra. Yeah. My buddy Not, August likes this band a lot. Dude, I loved this album so much it i again it, it wasn't a prerequisite to get on this list being on my podcast but they're another one of those bands that did happen to be on the podcast when this came out mm-hmm. um because i i reached out to them i was like this album is fucking great again it was their debut album and again for for an, a debut it it just 
it kicks so much ass. I thought it had to have been like their fourth or fifth album or something. It's it's got this it's it's heavy psych. I mean, it's it's heavy psych music. They're on heavy psych records. Um but it was just so different to me. It it, it wasn't psych in like this weird vintage way. It wasn't psych in this kind of like boring like you're doing you're doing too many weird things like i'm not into it kind of way they're again great songs but they still had that very heavy psych feeling to Mm -hmm. them and they were they were fun dudes they uh they were on the podcast and i I was kind of expecting them to be a little serious because this record kind of sounds semi-serious to me and we had a blast and they they don't take this shit seriously they were like the rock stars that i hope rock stars are you know they're like mm-hmm. we're not taking this shit seriously at all and i asked how they got the name ultra for this record and it was because they couldn't come up with the name and they were drinking Michelob ultra and they said fuck it <laughs> we're gonna name it ultra so hold on back I, up back up you asked them how you got the the name for what for ultra how, how did they name this record ultra oh, okay and it was because they were drinking Michelob ultra and they said fuck it ultra. <laughs> Oh, so man. I, I love I mean, shit I, like that. I, I love that like rock star attitude of like, I'm not taking this shit seriously. Like just here for a good time <laughs> kind of a thing, you know? And um, they're fucking rock stars, man. I, I love those guys. And it's such an interesting record. It's probably one of the more interesting records that I have on this list. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, um, it's really cool. And um, Garrett, the, the singer, he, he's got a side project called Indian Goat. And again, really fucking cool. It's kind of like a really heavy White Stripes or something. It's a two-person band mm-hmm. and real blues-influenced, um, but just fucking kick-ass stuff. Ah, now we're into like the weird, the weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was, I had a hard time coming up with like what to call kind of this genre so i kind of went with like funeral or like just dark doom or whatever Uh um but yeah this is a a band that i found out about through um my friend steven uh wilson what is this go rot is that this is go rot uh their album loss of light um and my uh friend steven who goes under the artist handle of um Wow, hold on. You're gonna have to edit this part. <laughs> I was, I totally <laughs> forgot what it was. But th- this record, I-, I thought was pretty cool because it it's got like that like death metal vocals or something to it. But the guitars were, it's like down tune black metal. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But they were like, they, I thought the guitars were interesting. Like they almost had like kind of a stoner vibe to some of the guitar riffs. Yeah, and paired with the, the vocals, I was like, oh, this is cool. It was different. Yeah, um, uh, but the artwork is done by uh, my friend Steven uh, Wilson, who goes by the name Unknown Relic. And I saw that and was just like, well, that's fucking cool. Um, And, you know, he works with a lot of cool bands. So I was going to give this one uh, a peep. And I'm sure glad I did, because it is just like very dark, spooky, uh, you know, weird metal. And uh, it's got like that, I don't even know. It's it. I, I don't want to say like it's got an like an occulty vibe, but it just got like this dark, evil sort of presence to it. It's murky and 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 everything. 
Uh, and just like really cool, you know, I mean, black, it's just, it's blackened doom, I guess, at the end of the day with a lot of death metal thrown in for good measure too. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, really cool fucking, uh, band, like really maybe like my favorite discovery of the year, one of for sure. But yeah, I really dug these guys. I, I got this on tape just cause nice. I thought this would, just seemed like a cool fucking album to have on tape. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever had any bad podcasts like real bad like disaster podcasts uh yeah um definitely uh i've had some bad uh i've had some some misfires and i don't really want to talk about them because <laughs> uh i'd rather just kind of leave those in the past but yes it's uh it does happen and you just have to like learn from your mistakes and just recognize when you fucked up you don't have to. You don't have to name name. But what happened? What What was the disaster of it? Well, I mean, I had one where it was just like a, a there were, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I did one like with my girlfriend, and it just was like we were just not feeling it. You know, I don't know. Just <laughs> I just don't want to like go into like the details. So just like I don't know. Just like axe that part. I guess I don't know. I just do not want to like bring it up. It's just so. It's just such like a ugh. It just like yeah. left a, a bad, uh, just left a bad impression on me. And I'm just like, oh, uh, you know, cause I'm like not out here looking to burn bridges with anybody. Yeah. 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 I, I get, I, I'll just ask again, not to burn bridges, but because, you know, yeah. you, you kind of have an idea in your head of how uh, some of these are going to go, you know, yes, and, of course. And some, sometimes the people surprise you in a good way and sometimes not such a good way. And sometimes they're really funny and they can talk and they understand. And sometimes they're just like, answering questions you know they're just short answering questions and and everything in between you know so i'm just curious how some people get around that i mean some podcasters are obviously very talented conversationalists and i don't know that i've ever considered myself that <laughs> so sometimes it gets real tough and i get real nervous because i go into it going if this guy is boring i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do you know what i mean like because I, I can't always like roll with it super well <laughs> yeah i get i don't know i mean i I don't know. I, I talk a lot <laughs> and I, sometimes I have to just like remind myself, you know, to like step back because, you know, in as much as it's my show, I also have to, you know, let the, the guests do their thing and like answer the questions. And I'm not just like rambling off about some fucking obscure random knowledge that at the end of the day, nobody actually gives a shit about um, <laughs> like I'm doing right now. But I, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a challenge. And I think just like over time, you know, you kind of learn like what works for you and like what works there and like who do you kind of like vibe with and like, you know, kind of I don't know, I guess sort of like never set your expectations like too high um, right. because, you know, it's and then not to say put, put them low because I love I, you know, I treat everybody as it's like yeah, on an equal playing field. You know, you're all here to do your thing and um you know we're here to have a good time and have a good conversation and you know i've been really lucky that like pretty much everybody's been able to like be a fucking cool guest and i think i think it's just that matter of like it's okay if you kind of go off topic and just like talk about a thing or whatever and you know we look and it's like oh wow like an hour has gone by if like you know whatever they're like oh, i could get used to this and then all of a sudden you see like there's all these other you know, fucking musicians launching their own podcasts, you know? So I'm not saying I'm trying, I'm like being like a hipster, like I was there first, but yeah, there's plenty of other 
music podcasts that are way bigger than this. Yeah. It, there's there's plenty of times, and I, and I think that what makes a good podcaster too is that it's recognizing those moments <clears throat> that they start going off topic kind of and running mm-hmm. with it or knowing how to run with it. Like sometimes I don't recognize it in time. Like I, I realize it like the next day when I'm editing, I go, why didn't you want to talk about 90s sitcoms longer? You know, that would have been great podcasting. And instead I was like, anyway, great. Back to the album, you know? Yeah, and I go, exactly. right, we, sh- we should have talked about that. Cause that would have been hilarious or, you know, whatever. And and I think that's what makes a good, you know, host is like recognizing those moments that you, just say, fuck it. Let's talk about that. You know, fuck your album. Let's talk about this really interesting, fun thing that people can relate to instead. And sometimes I don't, you know, I don't do that, but I think that's kind of the trick sometimes. Yeah. And like metal people fucking love just like pop culture bullshit anyway, whether it's like fucking right. horror movies or like just, or whatever, you know? Um, So like, that's always like a good fun thing to like, just kind of tangent off to like, if they just want to fucking, t- they want to talk about the fucking best best batch of oranges they got from the farmer's market that day i'm down to fucking hear about them right let me get yeah let, let like <laughs> let me get fucking jimmy bauer on here from i hate god and he's like dude i got these fucking oranges man it's like the best ones you want to hear about i'll be like yeah dude i want to hear fucking jimmy bauer talking about his bag of oranges exactly yeah suncraft flat earth writer all right this one missed me i don't know this one this is a kind of a smaller band but maybe the smallest on on my list possibly um but again i hate to use this word again but it's a fun fucking record Mm -hmm. man it's like they uh it's it's almost like high desert queen in that it's it's still pretty stonery it's still pretty heavy heavier than just like desert rock but it's it's presented in like this not very serious kind of way i mean it's called flat earth rider i mean you kind of get a vibe right off the the get-go that they're not taking it super seriously and it's just it's a lot of fun in a very heavy package and again not to like sound like a broken record here but i mean that that's apparently what i'm into is like fun stoner metal so this one was just one of those things that for being a small band and i I don't know if it's their debut or not, but I don't think they have a whole lot out. It just, it checked all those boxes. And it, to me, it, by the end of the year, I realized that I had played this record more than some of like the big albums that came out this year. So I just had to put it on here. That will happen. I do like this fucking total sixties vibe or I like that. It has like the, like the, like scratchiness to it. Yeah. Yeah. The artwork filter or not. Star works red for sure. And, um, you know, they're heavy though. I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not like this kind of like hippie, like psychedelic thing, really. It's, it's, it's pretty heavy stoner. So that was cool. This one, this one threw me off a little bit. This, this <laughs> yeah. One is, uh, the bug. Yeah. So the bug is this dude named Kevin Martin and he's, uh, like a DJ, uh, electronic musician. Um, but he's, uh, he's got some crossover with the like doom and stoner scene because, uh, he did a collaborative album with, uh, earth, uh, Dylan Carlson. And it's pretty fucking cool. Really? Um, when, when, and- when was that? uh a couple years ago i think he also and i think he's also done some work with um 
Alice's Narrows or like maybe the bug like open for Ohm or something like that. I don't know, but I know they're mm-hmm. like, I know they enjoy each other's music. Um, probably- I mean, the, the beats the beats were a little dark. They were a little heavy, but that's oh, yeah. not always a clear indication of, you know, where you're going to land, but I could hear it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, this is like very like kind of dub focused and it's not, um, it's, it's certainly not any like kind of party music and uh, yeah. a lot of uh, like, it, it definitely reminded me of like Death Grips, but not as like fucking insane as Death sure. Grips yeah. is. Um, and I just like, I just love the like pulsating, uh, bass beat that permeates every single one of the songs and the vibe. It's just like, it's, it's creepy. It's got kind of like this, um, dark future sort of, uh, vibe to it, sort of like some 1984 kind of thing. So yeah, this really like, I I always have like one really bizarre sort of more electronic focus that seems to pop up in my lists. Um, and this is definitely the one. So this kind of fell under my other my other category. Yeah, it it was it's definitely like the odd man out on this on this list. But do you listen to a lot of rap? Uh, Definitely not as much as uh, some of my other friends, um, just because I already have a lot of metal to listen to. But I definitely uh, will listen to recommendations uh, and suggestions that people uh, give me because I do enjoy a lot of rap. I mean, I did include a rap album in my uh, in my total list, uh, Arm and Hammer, which is a, a very cool uh, project going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I mean, I'm wearing a Run the Jewels shirt, so oh nice. <laughs> but yes, I do like rap, and I do like other right. kinds of music besides you know doom metal and heavy metal. Yeah, I think this year was maybe like the least amount of rap I've ever listened to. Like I I like underground rap. I like I like I don't like you know shit on the radio necessarily, but I'm into hip, underground hip hop and rap and stuff mm-hmm. and. This year with Slightly Fuzz and just listening to so much stoner shit, like I, I think I listened to the least amount ever. So I don't know really what's going on out there anymore, but I do have some friends that send me some recommendations now and then and it's hit or miss sometimes, but. Yeah. And I mean, these are obviously these other bands don't really have anything in common with this other than that they don't really like fit in the heavy metal genre. But I mean, I also sort of like non-metal music that I liked was, uh, I love the new Emma Ruth Rundle album, Engine of Hell. And I also uh, love the new Halsey record. If I can't have love, I want power uh, because Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails produced it. And I will check out most of what he does. Cool. Greenleaf echoes from a mass. (laughs) Green lung and Greenleaf. I did like this record. Yeah, I... I've liked Greenleaf for a while. And, you know, so when they put out new material, I knew I would enjoy it. And then it did not disappoint. It's just a solid Greenleaf record. And as I've, as I've gone on, like kind of researching some of this kind of stuff, Greenleaf and and just some of the people I've talked to and stuff like that, I didn't, I'm so confused by what Greenleaf actually is now. I think I'm more confused than ever. Like um, Peter from Lowrider was like, in this band for a while and he then he was in someone was in dozer for a while and peter did this artwork also he's the one that designed this cover but he's also in lowrider and i don't know i'm probably even messing all that up but i got really confused by what exactly is greenleaf and who is in greenleaf (laughs) but uh regardless great record actually yeah you're right there's 
And I have no idea if there's actually anybody in this band that's been there from the beginning. Oh, wait, yeah. maybe it's just um, Tommy Halapa. I'm probably saying that name completely wrong. But he seems to be the only person that's been on every single release. Okay. And there was someone else. Oh, um, shit, what's his name? Carl Daniel Leiden. Which I knew because I talked to ryan from high desert queen on here mm-hmm. and he was like he you know he mixed and mastered our our record and he did lowrider and he did greenleaf and i'm like oh okay that makes sense he must be a great producer or whatever well then it turned out like he was like in this band at some point and i'm like <laughs> what the fuck is happening i'm so confused but oh, i forgot these dudes were on napalm that's yeah. fucking cool yeah Napalm's really expanded, like over apparently, the years. Apparently, because I saw that too. Even today, I was like, Napalm, Jesus. So this is one of those bands that early on, I think before the, the podcast, I did a parody of this album cover, and I called it "Echoes from an Ass." And I, <laughs> I, I do remember the, that one. And I made the black circle like look like a butt at the bottom, <laughs> and it was the first time that I uh, that I shared one of these things and they saw it Greenleaf looked at it in my stories and didn't say a word and i was like oh shit pissed them off <laughs> and they never said anything about it and then later on i did a lowrider parody and mm. again peter who did this artwork and i didn't realize it at the time went back and found this one and, and commented on it and was like that's actually really funny i i thought about that when i designed the, the album cover <laughs> so <laughs> I, I guess he wasn't offended, but maybe someone in Greenleaf didn't care for it because they never said anything about it. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe know. they were all just like partying and they saw that and they were like, what? And then they just <laughs> forgot to respond. Maybe, maybe. But anyway, hopefully this makes up for it. You're on the top 10. I love this album. So God right on good. Greenleaf. <laughs> Storm Oh Heat. boy, man. Like... I don't know. Uh, this like album like kind of came out of nowhere, and I knew it was going to be kind of um, there was some hype behind it. And actually, previous guest of the show, uh, you should you should have him on your show. He's fucking cool. Um, I'll tell you his name as soon as I remember it. <laughs> uh, this is another one of those album covers that probably could have came out uh, anytime in the last like forty years. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, yeah, the band in question is Stormkeep, Tales of Other Time. And this was, um, I mean, this was just like, the fucking hype around this seemed to be huge. And it like 100% lived up to, I think it lived up to its uh, uh, anticipation. And the reason why is you should talk to Spike from Dust Lord. He's cool. Dust Lord. Okay, I know them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's black metal. Like, people have their ways about black metal. And we don't have to have a discussion about black metal because <laughs> everyone's already had a discussion about black metal. Um, but this album kind of, for me, hits that ultimate sweet spot of the black metal band because you've got the dungeon synth you've got the harsh vocals they're all very good at their instruments uh so you've got like the technicality 
and it's mostly just singing about Lord of the Rings bullshit and like, you know, fantasy nonsense. And it's fucking awesome. And it's epic. And I want to get a sword and go slay a bunch of fucking monsters in a dungeon listening to this. (laughs) <laughs> it was definitely epic. I mean, there was definitely shit about like dragons and whatnot on there. And yeah. And then there was like the, like the interludes between some of these. Yeah. Songs like the like folky three minute, Cindy. like instrumental, like real soft and you know, yeah, it, it's like such a metal album. <laughs> yeah. It's like the epitome of black metal. Like for right. me, at least like, I love this kind of shit. Like this is so, so fucking awesome and like there was a lot of good like black metal that came out this year you know obviously like dark throne put out an album right. and it was really great i inc- i would also include that in my recommendations it, it um eternal hails but yeah this fucking record rules i don't know if i said it before um but it is one of the guys from blood incantation so that probably would suggest you know like those dudes just like take their shit super seriously and like they know what they're doing the reason i mentioned uh, Spike from Dust Wars, because uh, in our episode, he talked about uh, uh, he sold a piece of recording, a vintage recording equipment to one of these guys for his black metal project. And he was just like, I mean, I don't think it sounded amazing, but, you know, those guys are true, man. So they got to go. They got to stay by their their true roots. Yeah. And it fucking turned out fucking rad. So they had an album out, I think, a couple years ago that was also very good. And they dress up like in the cloaks and with the swords. It's so goofy, but it's awesome. Uh, other black metal I'd recommend, uh, The Ruins of Beverass, The Fool, Grimoire, however you say that word. Uh, like I said, Dark Throne, uh, Spectral Lore, Etera Photos, and uh, Panopticon. Uh, and again, Into the Light. The album fucking rolls. Right on. Boss Keloid. I so, love this band's name. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, this came out early this year. Earlier this year, at least. And when I heard it, I was like, this is going to be on everyone's top 10 list for sure. It's just, it, I, I'm not like super into prog type metal stuff. And I think this is probably on the more like proggy end, especially, you know, for what I normally listen to. But I knew back then this was going to be on everyone's year-end list, and I've seen it on a bunch already. But it's such an interesting album to me. It's it's there's so many different things going on. He's got a super powerful voice. It, there's the, the heavy parts. I really really love the heavy parts. But even when they're not doing just like straight heavier stuff, like it's just interesting and it's different. And maybe it's not that different if you're already into like prog metal and shit. I don't know. But for me, I was like, holy shit, this is wild. This is different. That I, I'm ever used to listening to, so I thought it was a rad album. It's on, it's on Ripple, um, another Ripple band that you know, not necessarily like very stoner, but a little bit more, like I said, proggy. And thought it was cool. Um, I'm, be I'm well received. I think they have some other stuff. I don't think it was their de- debut by any means. I think they have an album or two out even, but this was definitely a big step. I love the imagery. Like their album cover is is super cool. It's different. Um, I think they had a really big year and you know, who knows how touring goes for anybody these days, but I think it was a really big year for them and well-deserved. I think it's a really cool album. <laughs> Their first album is called angular beef lesson. I'm going to have to listen to them like <laughs> for that on principle alone. <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a, another song that wasn't on this one. It was on a, on the record before this maybe that I put on the slightly fuzz playlist because 
I enjoyed that too. So I'm a I'm a Boss Keloid fan nowadays. So rad album. Fan. Okay, yeah, this fucking record. Um, <laughs> this is like this is the two song, the two song record, right? Like two like yeah. epic ass fifteen minute songs. Yeah, and it's just okay. insanity. Like I don't even know what to call this, but it's called it's like Fange. It's a French band. Okay. And the album is called Panto Creator. And like you said, it's two 15 minute long songs of just like fucking insanity. Like, I really don't know what to call this. It's like noisy. It's black metal. It's death metal. It's like screamo. It's experimental. It's just fucking weird. And I listened to it because Pete from Godmaker suggested it. And I just was like, I, it, and I just, I don't know, it captivated me. It just was uh, just so bizarre and out there, um, but also just fucking awesome. Like, I just kind of loved it for how batshit crazy it was. Yeah, it it was, it, <laughs> I don't know what makes people th- want to do like a 15 minute song instead of just breaking it up into like three, five minute songs because it was so all over the place. I mean... It could have been different songs, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. But it just kind of adds to the the epicness of it. It just adds to, like, the ridiculousness of it in a, in a good way. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, and in terms of other, like, weird, sort of, like, difficult-to-classify metal albums, I would suggest, if you like this, uh, Betrayal of Guilt. They had two records out this year, but I loved We Are Always Alone. Uh, Rivers, Rivers of Nihil, The Work. That- that one I actually did listen to, and I don't. Yeah. I think it was recommended to me one Sunday when I asked what people were listening to on Instagram, and it's not really like in my kind of shit that I would normally listen to. It, but I fucking loved that record. I thought, it was oh awesome. yeah, that album ruled. Yeah, um, Genghis Tron, like pretty big switch up to their sound from their early stuff, but I love all of their stuff. Um, this one's called Dream Weapon. It's great. Ko Dot sort of like uh, like post-rock meets black metal, Mosker on the Swords and Plowshares alike. They're a fucking great band. Uh, the Converge, Chelsea Wolf uh, collab, Blood Moon, excellent. Kind of in that like doom gaze. Yeah, it's just like, think all the slower Converge songs with Chelsea Wolf. It's fucking awesome. Uh, Zombie, Liquid Crystal EP, and uh, Turnstile. Very cool, uh, you know, punk crossover band that's been getting really big for the last few years uh yeah really good record that one i did hear yeah they are kind of blowing up volcanus yeah yeah i liked this record too with a like really beautiful album cover yeah great album cover this is like what i wish the new mastodon sounded like This is again kind of like a little bit more proggy, I guess, than some of the other bands that were on here. But this was like to me, this is like Mastodon at their best. Is mm-hmm. like when they're still really fucking heavy, but super interesting. They take some chances, and it, it's a really unique sound. I love his voice. He's got a couple different kind of like styles that he goes through, and I thought it was fucking fantastic. Um, and side note, I didn't care for the new Mastodon at all. So this is like mm-hmm. the best substitute I could uh, I could find this year, I think. <laughs> this was a really, I, I dug this album too. Um, I mean, really, the I, I get, like the artwork. Like if I, 
if I was in the record store and I saw this and I had no idea who they were, I probably would buy this thinking it was going to sound like, I don't know, like yes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if they have other other material out there or not. I don't know if this was an early one for them or not, but it, it, it surprised me. It, it it's, again, it not kind of in the same stuff that I would always listen to. And I was pleasantly surprised. It's cool. Oh yeah. They have a bunch of stuff. Really? Yeah. They I don't know that I've looked to the, yeah. the rest. Yeah. There's this fucking cool one. It's like, a looks like a big space lizard. Yeah. They have cool artwork. Nice. All right. I'm going to have to dig deeper on them, but I, th- this, this record was rad. I thought it was really cool this year. So, mm-hmm. Oxygen All right, Destroyer. we're at the death metal section. Finally, uh, <laughs> I've really grown to like death metal. Um, it took me a long time to appreciate it, but now I really dig it. Um, and, uh, you know, like there's just so many different weird little subgenres of death metal now. Um, it's kind of silly. Um, like apparently dinosaur death metal, like songs that are all about like dinosaurs or whatever is like a subgenre now. And I'm kind of like, okay, that. We might be getting a, and I love that. It's coming from someone who loves dinosaurs. Like we might be getting a little bit, little bit ridiculous. I liked the one that I heard last year, but this is a little. But needless to say, needless to say, um, uh, this death metal band is all like Godzilla and kaiju and giant monster themed, and uh, definitely some black metal elements on here. Lots of samples. Um, but yeah, this is about as, you know, gross and death, deathy as you can get. I love yeah. it. Um, I love all the sampling. Um, great artwork. Uh, I just love the name. Also, just Oxygen Destroyer is a great name for a metal band. It's super metal. And, you know, they have really obnoxious, like, you know, college essay titles for their songs when they're just talking about like a big turtle or something what's the name of this album it's it's ridiculous too yeah it's sinister monstrosity spawned by the unfathomable ignorance of mankind or you or (laughs) monsters (laughs) i love it It, and they're all like two three minute songs so it almost takes you just as long to say the name exactly song which is great (laughs) yeah um i i'm here for it i mean i i loved it I, I knew I was like, just, I'm just like inclined to love any band that has Godzilla something in it. Like, I don't really care if it's not even like a kind of music I listen to all the time. I will probably just buy it because yeah. I love all that shit. So, but yeah, there was a ton of good death metal that came out this year too. Uh, Gate Creeper is always great. An unexpected reality. Great release from them. Uh, this band Thorn, uh, Crawling Warship, Fulci. Italian uh, death metal mixed with uh, synthesizers, which is awesome. Witch Vomit. Don't need to say much more about that. Their album is at Port Rupture, Rapture. Um, VHS, they put out two records. Again, lots of horror movie samples. The one I liked the most was called I Heard They Suck Blood. Uh, Creeping Death, The Edge of Existence. Frozen Soul, that one like was huge this year. Frozen Soul was like one of the probably like metal album i saw most people talking about and uh enforced from kill grid enforced is fucking amazing too yeah that frozen soul record is so like just stupid good total bolt thrower shit but it's awesome yeah 
All right, this is the the last one, I believe. All right, Stoner. <laughs> it, Stoner's rule. We've come we've come full circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could not get probably further from each other on the spectrum of things is Oxygen Destroyer to Stoner. Yeah. Well, I mean, just this just feels like the scene has come full circle. Like finally there's just a band yeah. out there called Stoner. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not trying to hide any of this shit anymore. It's just called Stoner's Rule. <laughs> Did, did you listen to this record? I did listen to this record. And, yeah. uh, you know, I got to be honest, I thought it was just like fine. You know, yeah. I, I I don't really, I don't know. I don't know if I should have, I don't believe I put my expectations too high. I mean, how could you? It's a band called yeah. fucking Stoner. Um, exactly. I just, I thought it was just fine. You know, it was a, for me, it was a, a fine record. I think some people got really mad about it for some reason. I was like, what did you expect it to be? Um, so I don't know, like, but yeah, it yeah. was perfectly fine for me. Um, that's honestly kind of, kind of how really I felt about it too, though. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, even before we kind of started doing this, I, I don't know that I would say it is like one of the best records of 2021, but it's one of those records that I feel like I, we should talk about it. You know what I mean? Like it's got I Nick Oliveri, like yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like you're talking about like some legends, you know, coming back and putting this record out, and, and there's nothing mind blowing about it. Nothing, not a single moment of this is mind blowing. But it's fucking stoner, man. It's like it's Nick Oliveri, it's Brant Bjork, it's it's cool, and it makes me feel cool listening to it. It's got like a really different vibe to it that not many other bands do. It's yeah, definitely I mean, got it's their called own... Stoner. It's like it's getting it's like it's getting you stoned. It's doing exactly like what it yeah. needs to do. I thought it was a cool record. Um, like I said, it's by no means one of the best records of the year. Um, but I think it was worth talking about. I feel like it's it's just cool that they're together. I feel like it's cool they're making music. And did it exceed any expectations? No, <laughs> not really. But it's a rad it's a rad record, and um, you know. It was hard to put this one up in instead of like some other records that were on the honorable mentions, I think, for me. But I felt like at the end, it's pretty cool they put out music in 21. So thought I should mention it regardless. I think they just played in New Jersey the other night as of this yeah. recording. I think they were doing some shows with like Clutch yes. and some other bands too. That, that's kind of a cool tour. So, well, that's the list, man. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, to be, yeah, we, we, we hit all my things, right? I mean, just, uh, that's 20, that's 20 for 21. Yeah. I mean, that's my list. Um, if you want to go, uh, find out about more of the bands, there's, uh, best to just look up diary of doom. There's, uh, on Spotify, there'll be a best of 21, 2021, uh, on there. I'm kind of reworking the order of it at the moment. Um, you can go see all of it on my Instagram, you know, if you want to see it broken down with a bunch of uh, obnoxious, pretentious uh, quotes about music leading off all of them. That's there, too. And um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I listened to a fucking shitload of music again because um, there was there was nothing else to do <laughs> besides that <laughs> and make a podcast about it. Tell me about your other podcast. I think you, ha- you said you had a couple, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I did one during the pandemic. It was called Defenders of the Cake. Uh, I just pulled the plug on that one um, because I didn't feel like paying for. <laughs> I didn't feel like paying for the, uh, you know, the website hosting anymore. Um, but uh, as I think by the time this episode comes out, the the Diary of Doom Patreon will be have been uh, will be active and launched and promoted. Um, so if you want to sign up for that, uh, that would be fucking rad uh there's gonna be bonus episodes on there once a month uh probably you know maybe there'll be some additional bonus content thrown up here and there um and uh you can kind of help us talk about what you know depending on where you are on the tiers uh what bands we talk about because we're going to be trying to make it more about uh doing the more broad band discourse and talking about uh you know because sort of like not all the heavy hitters because like we've discussed sleep like Everyone knows Sleep. Everybody knows Electric Wizard. Everybody knows Black Sabbath. You know, everyone knows those fucking bands. You know, everybody knows, uh, like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to think of even some more, like, you know, uh, like, like, uh, lower tier ones um, than them. I mean, like, uh, like, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm, like, drawing a fucking blank now. But, like, you know, the, the bands that have been, like, around, like, we're, uh, like, I think the, the first episode is going to be for Sour Vein. All right, I'm back. Sorry. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like uh, you know, not like those uh we're going to be trying to do more like um sort of like the lesser discussed bands but they have like a long enough um sort of discography that you can like tear apart, you know. So for, you know, peek behind the curtain or whatever, the first episode is going to be about Sourvein. So like we talk about a bunch of Sourvein albums, you know. And then that kind of shit. So um and then uh yeah, that's uh that's it. Um, I mean, I still do my uh, try to do my weekly one with my friends called Jim's BBQ, which is just fucking freeform fucking bullshit. I, I don't edit that one. So I get to act a fool uh, as much as I want on that one. Nice. So, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've got. That's what I'm up to these days. So right on. moving into the new year. Cool. Well, I think that we put together quite the list. Um, you know, we'll have a couple different Spotify playlists that people can check out the music to kind of go along with this. Um, I'm glad to have you on, man. Uh, you know, we've been talking about it for a while. It's nice to talk to you about your podcast and, uh, I check it out all the time. We've had some, some guests that have been on both and, uh, I try to check it out when there's uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm, I'm not privy to, you know, this podcast is a lot more like, you know, deserty fuzz and yours is a lot more doomy. So, I get a lot of music from your your podcast, so uh, I appreciate you doing what you do and, and being on here to kind of get a broader spectrum of music that I probably wouldn't have normally had on here. So, I mean, I appreciate the opportunity. I love always love the chance to run my mouth uh, for far too long about uh, music and trying to come up with different descriptors <laughs> for albums. Yeah. I don't um, even try anymore. Yeah. I just say it's good. Like yeah, it. exactly. I said fun about uh, like a hundred times in this one. So <laughs> <laughs> eh, it's all right. It's whatever. But um, yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I, I appreciate it. Uh, it's fun to be the co-pilot uh, for once. And um, there's, I mean, you've talked, look, dude, you've talked to some people that I'm interested in, in talking to uh, down the line. So I just, um, yeah, I remember, I remember when I started out, it was a lot of that, 
lot of that fuzzed out desert rock like that really fucking spoke to me and then um now it's just like kind of all over the fucking place so. yeah you've you've definitely crossed the the line in much heavier heavier stuff you're you're listening to some pretty crazy shit yeah it's just fucking it's out like there's so much wild stuff out there and yeah. like just i don't know what like what am i doing listening to this fucking insane band from france and it's like ah shit fucking rules <laughs> It's yeah. fucking crazy. So, um, but yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to soak up too much more of your time. Well, I appreciate you being on, man. I think we put together a cool list, and um, I agree. I, I appreciate you being on to kind of do the the best of twenty one list with me because I, you know, I tried to come up with a cool way to kind of present what I thought was a good list, and I think we we did a good job. So I appreciate your time. Ah, no problem. My pleasure. It was a blast. I'd be happy right. to come back. I'd love to have you back. <laughs>